What's going on? Welcome into the Sharp Angle Podcast. On today's show, Premier League preview for this weekend. Three bets for the upcoming slate of soccer. Let's get to it. This is the Sharp Angle. Every day on your favorite podcast player. As always, thanks to Wise Money Sports online. Wise Money Sports have access to a daily professional portfolio. Yes, there will be soccer on there this weekend. Plenty of Premier League picks. Online, wisemoneysports.com. On Twitter, at wisemoneysports. All right, so three bets for today. We went 2-1-1 one, and one in last week's picks. That brings us to 9-5-1 and one on the season for picks we've given out on the podcast. And as I said, three bets for to, uh, or not today, three bets for this weekend, one underdog, two favorites, and let's start there with the underdog, Burnley at Sheffield United. Now, if you remember last week, we actually cashed on Sheffield. We're going to be fading United this week. Burnley on the road right now, plus a half is minus 150. Now, another little plug for Wise Money. If you've been following the Wise Money portfolio, I submitted this pick earlier in the week when Burnley was uh, plus a half at minus 125. That line's gone up 25 cents, and I still like the Clarets this weekend. Burnley's in a really good spot here. So, a, if, if, if you're not signed up with Wise Money Sports, you know, give them a try. Sign up uh, today and have access to that portfolio because it's not just games for that day. Uh, they provide upcoming be- uh, bets as well. So every time a pro who's part of Wise Money gets a game locked in, it goes up on the website. Uh, so Burnley is currently plus a half at minus 150. That means Burnley has to win or draw. If it's still, you know, 1-1 one, one or anything like that, Burnley wins the bet. And that's up to minus 150. Let's dive in here to the stats. And all three games I have today, uh, they're all kind of a bit of a different handicap. This Burnley-Sheffield handicap is very X's and O's oriented, very much style, so on and so forth. Uh, and then the next couple ones are either uh, pricing issues or, or just you know pure number plays. So we'll get to it, but very different handicaps for all three games today. Uh, as I said, Burnley at Sheffield. Let's start off with expected points for the season. And expected points, that doesn't mean expected goals. It means the expected amount of accumulated points up to this point in the year based on how they've played game to game. Now, for those who don't know, you get three points for a win, one point for a loss, or excuse me, one point for a draw in, in soccer. So that's kind of what this, this stat is alluding to. How have you played this year? And it goes beyond wins and losses, beyond goals for and against, even though those are factored in here. There's other stats. How have they done on the set on set pieces? How many penalty kicks do they have? What's the caliber of teams they played? So on and so forth. That's all baked in to come up with this stat of expected points up to this point in the year. Burnley, 6th place in expected points, while Sheffield United is 17th in that same stat. So Burnley cl- uh, clearly playing like the much better team, and that's regardless of uh, competition, how good these teams have been, home, away, so on and so forth. And I promise you, Burnley's had a tougher schedule than Sheffield United. Uh, uh, I think that Burnley's going to have some advantages here on set pieces. Now, last year, Burnley was right around 10% for the season on set pieces. And this year, they haven't scored a set, pay, a set piece yet, and they've taken 11 attempts. Now, there's two, way to look, two ways to look at data when it comes to handicapping games. One is, I know that statisticians and people who are really, really, ma- you know, really math-oriented hate the old adage of, 
they're due, right? Because every spin of the roulette wheel is a new game. Every time you, you get a new opportunity, it's a new game. There's really no such thing as they're due when you're talking about stats game by game. But when you're looking at the scope of a season, right, macro compared to micro, you do expect some things to eventually start evening out. And the fact that Burnley is 0 for 11 on set pieces this year doesn't tell me that they have any better chance this game than any other game of getting a set piece. But what that tells me is that they're right around their average of this is usually the time they do score. So if they get a team like Sheffield, who's not great defending set pieces, then they may find an opportunity to finally break through in that category. Well, how has Sheffield done seeing set pieces this year? They've seen seven. They've given up one goal. And expected goals, they've actually given up uh, well over two. They should have given up well over two. So they're not a great team defending set pieces. That's not a, a very good percentage at all. That's near the end of the Premier League. Sheffield, not a fantastic team defending set pieces. Burnley last year, around that 10% mark. I think they have three or four set pieces this game alone. And if they do, if there's some stupid penalties on the outside, if Sheffield's a little bit lazy, which against a Burnley team, I could certainly see they're going to get in trouble if there's some set pieces. All right, on to the next part in the handicap. Uh, I don't think that Burnley has, excuse me, I don't think that Sheffield has seen a defense quite like Burnley's this season. The thing about Sheffield United is they really annoy teams. They, they're going to pester the hell out of you. They don't score a lot of goals. Matter of fact, they're one of the worst teams in the Premier League at scoring, but they just annoy you with very good defense. Matter of fact, some Sheffield United stats right here. Sheffield is... Horrible offense, like I just said. They've scored more than one goal. Okay, so over one goal, so at least two goals, three times their last 13 games in all competitions. And the reason I included all competitions, not just Premier League, is because often that's the EFL Cup, the Carabao Cup. They're going down in competition to play other teams that are much worse than they are. So for Sheffield to have those games in this stat right here, last 13, they've scored two or more only three times. This offense is not efficient at all. Sheffield likes to hold the ball at midfield and control the ball and use their midfield to push forward, and I just don't think Burnley's going to allow that. Again, Burnley's defense will shock Sheffield United because it's sort of what Burnley does is kind of play Sheffield's game, except they do it better. They've got better players. Uh, they, they've got more experienced players, stronger, more veteran players. I just really trust Burnley in this spot. And again, the bet is plus a half, so they don't have to even get the win here on the road. Just give me a tie, and we get the win. Uh, obviously, we, we cash our bets, I should say. Uh, with that Burnley defense as well, I think what they're going to force Sheffield to do is is take shots outside the box, which Sheffield United is not afraid to do that. They've taken 32 shots outside the box this year in 10 games. That's that's up there in the Premier League, but they haven't scored once. They're 0 of 32 in that stat. So I think Burnley is going to be content playing great defense, not breaking down, allowing Sheffield United to to hold possession. I think Sheffield will win possession this game. And get some shots from outside the box, but they're not going to give them any anything in the penalty area or inside the 18. So I like Burnley this game. I, I for all the reasons I just said, I think their defense is going to shock Man U or excuse me, uh, Sheffield U. I love their expected goals, their expected uh, goals given up, goals for the schedule comparison, and that all accumulates to Burnley expected points sixth overall, Sheffield 17th overall. I mentioned Sheffield's bad offense and. 
the experience that, that, that Burnley does have, players who have been here before, players who have played this kind of team before, Burnley just matches up really well. They play a better style than Sheffield, and they're going to go to Sheffield, and I think at least get the draw there. So give me Burnley plus a half up to minus 150. My next game, Arsenal and the Wolverhampton Wanderers. Now, I, I mentioned how my first game was... Obviously, the Burnley-Sheffield is much more oriented on X's and O's and what's going to happen during the game, the, the, the strategies, so on and so forth. This Wolves-Arsenal game is purely a numbers play for me. I couldn't get past it. I wanted to write this off over and over. The Wolves are one of those teams that just pestered the top six. They were great against the top six last year. As a matter of fact... If the Wolves would have done, you know, taken care of business against the worst teams in the league, they may have been competing for a spot in the top four. Seriously. I mean, they had a great season last year, especially against the top six. Well, this year, the Wolves have definitely taken a step back. Looks like they're focusing a little bit too much on Europa. But this is a simple mispricing. I think that this is too skeptical on Arsenal because of Arsenal's recent results. They haven't won in a couple games in the Premier League. And last week, they had a 2 nothing lead against Crystal Palace and blew that. Ended up uh, drawing them 2-2. So this, to me, is just an overreaction in the market to Arsenal. Arsenal's far better than this price. And this is a slap in the face if you're the Arsenal Gunners. This is going to be played at Arsenal. They're the home team. They play much more uh, free, much more open in the top three at home. When they go on the road, it's always questionable. They give goals up. It's it's very high-volatility uh, uh, uh kind of outputs that you get when you see Arsenal. But when they're at home, they're they're much more comfortable. Now, the Wolves, I understand you have to upgrade them for going on the road. They're a very good road team. But nothing that I start mitigating brings this price down. I personally have this price. Uh, by the way, Arsenal's minus 125 to win the game, money line. I had that right around minus 170. And again, I, I know the Wolves are frightening. I lost money on the Wolves earlier this year with Man City. I had Man City first half. Man City lost that game. So, right, the Wolves can play in these style games. The Wolves know what they're doing in this situation. But I just couldn't get past it. I, I, because of that fact, because the Wolves have done it a few times this season and were good last year, doesn't mean you just move on from this game, right? That should be accumulated in these numbers. And if I'm not accounting for it, then I go back and double check, are the power rankings right? Are all these teams where I want them to be? The answer was yes. And so... It's kind of funny, actually. I mean, I, I passed over this game like three or four times and just ended up coming back to it because the numbers say it's a play. And even, as I said, when I try and mitigate as good as the Wolves are against the top six, as good as the Wolves are on the road, both these teams have a Europa League game mid-next week. So they both are, I don't think there's going to be full 100% focus on this game. So what takes it over the top with Arsenal is... The fact that they are falling back in the top four. Chelsea now kind of has a stranglehold in the top four, and Arsenal is feeling the heat. So they lost last, or they, they drew Crystal Palace last week. They lost the week before that. Arsenal hasn't had a great result in a few weeks in the Premier League. So I think if there's any team who's willing to overlook this Premier League week specifically and focus on Europa, it will be the Wolves. I think Arsenal's going to have everything buttoned up this game. And I, I could see the Wolves getting on the board here, but I think Arsenal ultimately wins this thing. Give me Arsenal minus 125 at home against the Wolves. And my last game of the day, um, Chelsea minus 150 at Watford. This has to do with one team going way in one direction 
and the other team going similarly in that direction, just not as much. I know that may have been confusing. Let me let me explain. Chelsea started the season very poorly. The 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 Blues were singing the Blues early on. You like that? I just kind of made that up. That's kind of catchy. But they were. They didn't play well at all. I had major questions about Frank Lampard. One week in, two weeks in, three weeks in, Chelsea did not look like they were going to come anywhere near finishing in the top four. And then they tweaked a few things on offense. Uh, Christian Pulisic, Pulisic is finally playing you know, comfortable soccer up front. I think a few tweaks have been made to the midfield, and Lampard all of a sudden looks like a genius. But it's not just Frank Lampard. I would argue he's, if anything, just kind of coordinating this you know, massive ship with all this great talent. You don't have to do a whole lot to mess that up. What happened last year to Mauricio Sarri, Marzicio Sarri? I have no idea. I always mess his name up. The guy who coaches Juventus now, he was not a good fit in Chelsea at all. So what happens when the market starts putting in numbers from last year and this year is I think Chelsea's much, much better at this current point in time, which is what power rankings represent, than they have been the last year and a half, or well, year and a quarter, I should say. Last year, Chelsea vastly underperformed. We just mentioned Sorry, their coach. He's at Juventus now. wasn't a good fit. Okay, That bled into this year. Now this season's uh, Chelsea team has even a few bad games in the 2019-2020 data range for the markets to put in. It's only recently, the last couple, well, more than couple, but about the last five or six games where Chelsea's truly looked elite. Like, the honestly... I think they're playing right now like like the third best team in the Premier League. I know it's a lot. That's a stretch from where they were early in the year. But I believe that. They're playing very good soccer. So you have to factor that in. Right now, Chelsea is hot. They are playing their best soccer they played in a very, very long time. And although Watford is also playing better soccer, it's nowhere near the level of Chelsea, right? Chelsea's accelerating at a great level. If you look at Chelsea and Watford on a graph, both are trajecting upward. But, I mean, Chelsea is just zooming up there. They're the Amazon right now. While Watford looks pretty good still, but it's nowhere near as good as Chelsea's been. So I think that there is an adjustment in the market for both teams, but not enough for Chelsea and too much, frankly, for Watford. Yes, Watford's expected goals are not bad at their expected points. Right there, about 13th or so in the league. And if I'm going to talk about expected points when it's bad for some of these teams, I have to mention it in situations like this. But even even though Watford is nowhere near as bad as, as their stats say they are this year, they're not as good as this minus 150 price for Chelsea being the favorite. Watford hasn't even won a game yet this season. They're 0-5-5. And, and oh, by the way, Chelsea on the road has done great. They, they, they haven't lost a game at Watford on the road in the last five years. They're 4-1 they're in those games. And if you look at Chelsea this year alone, when they've been playing good soccer, their last five games on the road in the Premier League, Chelsea has scored 4-4-5-5. Four, four, three and five the blues are comfortable going on the road and playing a dominating style press up high offense and i think they frustrate watford and score early and score often i know minus 150 is getting up there it's 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 a lot to pay but it's really cheap if you look at 
what the numbers should be and where the market has Chelsea right now. So I think that the Blues go on the road, keep winning, keep looking dominant, and Watford still struggles to get their first win of the season. Give me Chelsea, money line minus 150 at Watford. Give me Arsenal, minus 125 at home against the Wolverhampton Wanderers. And I'll take Burnley, plus a half on the road at Sheffield United. That does it for today's show. We'll talk to you tomorrow on The Sharp Angle. This is The Sharp Angle. Every day on your favorite podcast player.